Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is November the 7th, 2014, and thank you for joining me again on The Bright Side with Technisha. It's an honor. I appreciate it. And if anyone who is tuning in, don't mind, but... Just send me your address, and I'll send you out a special gift for doing that because I really appreciate anyone for listening. You know, it means a lot, especially when you're on Internet radio, right? But here with me to make you feel even fabulous, more prettier than Rick James, is Rochelle Lawson, who is a registered nurse, also a holistic health and wellness consultant, and she has an awesome book out that you all must purchase, Intro to Holistic Health. Are, are you... I said I was going to get it right, Ayurveda style, if I said it correctly. I had it. I was practicing all day because sometimes it comes out wrong when I say it. But I'm going to make sure that Rochelle helps me along with this. But she also has her own blog out, which we will be giving it to um, you at the end of the show. So tune in because this is all about making you feel good, getting you on the right track, giving you that energy that you feel that sometimes you don't have enough of. If you feel like you're being tired or just overworked, stressed, we're here to maintain that, give you the balance that you need, give you the tips to have a, a better lifestyle at work and at home. So do call in at 347-426-3751. The chat box will be open up just for you. So don't be shy, but when you call in, do call in with intelligent questions. Rochelle, how are we doing today? I am doing absolutely fabulous, but then you know I'm the queen of feeling fabulous, so that's just how I roll. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, I was. I think I mispronounced. I think I mispronounced it. Is it Ayurveda or how you pronounce it? Ayurveda. Ayurveda. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like something. It sounds like something from Star Wars. Those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and when you throw in your southern, when you throw in your southern flavor and charm to it, it just takes it to a whole new level, girl. <laughs> I love it, and I and, and you know what inspired me the most about you because I see that you're into quantum energy too. Because I had a guest on named Chris Keller, he's a quantum energy healer, and I also had another guy named Tom Paladino on who's a stellar energy healer. So I was very tr- intrigued that you actually got into the sight of that because a lot of people are skeptical about doing that. Yeah, you know, I'm for me, I'm I'm all about. Um, I know that there's more than one way to catch a mouse, so to speak. I know that there's one, there's more than one way to a path to health and well-being, especially when you get away from the, I don't want to say rhetoric, but all the stuff that we're fed with regards to Western medicine doesn't incorporate right. all these other, you know, modalities that we have that are actually awesome and 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 don't do damage to your body like some of the things we do with regards to Western medicine. So. Um, I'm into quantum energy, quantum healing, and I got into that probably about six or seven years ago. I came across a book, and it was just like, oh, my God. And it just was so real and something I could relate to. Mm-hmm. And, and I just started, like, getting, you know, read more and more and more about it, and then right. I just incorporate that into what I do for you know, my clients. So it's not the main thing that I did in the 
and I'm not an expert at it, but I definitely do believe in it. And there's things that we can all utilize to help us have a, you know, a better, a better life as we walk down our path to bliss. Well, we definitely have to get on track about that. We're going to discuss about that too. Now, Ayurveda, what exactly is that, Rochelle? Okay, so Ayurveda. I want everybody to hold on because this might be a little shocking to them. Oh, it's all good. Ayurveda is a natural holistic medical modality that originated in India somewhere between 3,500 to 5,000 years ago. And and depending on what text you read, it could be 5,000 to 7,500 years ago. But it is believed to be the root of all medicine that we practice today. And uh, it's all about natural, you know, utilizing natural things that God has here on earth for us to utilize to keep us healthy and well, um, to keep your mind, your body, and your spirit in balance. The belief is that if any of those are out of balance, then um then you can't you can't have that optimal health and well being that you seek and desire and that you deserve. So it's a it's focused on preventative medicine. However, if you have some kind of illness disease process going on, it's focused on getting at the root cause of the illness and disease to eliminate that, to restore balance back into that part of your body so that um you can be healthy and well and you don't have the signs and symptoms. The difference between Ayurveda and Western medicine is Ayurveda is about getting to the root cause of disease and illness, and Western medicine is about treating the signs and symptoms of disease and illness. And so there's a big big difference. So um, the formulation or foundation was that there are these wise sages in India that were practicing this, and, you know, uh, the tradition is, you know, back in the day, they were, you know, things weren't written, so it was passed down traditionally by, by spoken word to, you know, family members and things of that nature. And so some of the sages migrated into Asia and other parts of, of that part of the world and then formulated, you know, uh, where Chinese traditional medicine comes from. If you look at Chinese traditional medicine, there's a lot of it like Ayurveda, except for the herbs and things might be different that's utilized because in that part of the world, there was different herbs versus what they had in India. And so it is a beautiful, beautiful uh, medical modality. Everything is natural. Um, this utilization of herbs and essential oils and body therapies and detoxification processes. And the belief is really that the food we take in is the medicine for our body, the what we need. So we, you know, everything is focused on, um, you know, what you take into your body. What you take into your body wow. can have good or bad effects depending on what you take in. And then the other really beautiful thing about Ayurveda is that it treats every individual as a unique individual, meaning that we we have um, three body compositions that we work with in Ayurveda. And at the moment of conception when the sperm meets the egg, that is how your body composition is determined. And when you know what your body composition is, it's so much easier to manage your health and well-being because you do what's specifically right for you and not what's right for other people. So it's the beauty of the, the medical modality is it treats us as unique individuals that we are. In, um, in Western medicine, that doesn't happen. As you know, some five people go in there with high blood pressure. All five people are going to get the same type of high blood pressure medication, even though right. they may have different issues that got them there. In Ayurveda, it's, you're treated as, okay, you got here because of this. Let me treat you this way. Next person got here because of that. Let me treat you this way. And that's why, you know, I say, girl, 
when people do these diets and stuff, and if you say, oh, okay, yeah. my girlfriend lost 15 pounds, but I'll, I could only lose two, or I didn't lose nothing, or I gained weight, or I felt bloated, because that diet may have been right for her body composition, but it ain't right for right. you. Right. So exactly. I like to tell people, yeah, I like to tell people that when you know where you are, it's so much easier right. to get to where right. you want to be, and that's what Ayurveda helps you with with your exactly. with your your health and well being. Get you, let you know where you are, so you can get to where you want to be. And of course, there's always a journey and a struggle, and things come up. But when you know where you're supposed to be, it's so much easier to get back there. Right. That's why I tell people one program of one workout program might work for somebody else. It might not work for you. I do my P90X. I love P90X. Some of my friends do insanity. It works. For everybody differently, everything don't cloak the same way. We're all different. But, right. have you, Rochelle, have you really been surprised at the growth of alternative and complementary medicine now? Yes. Okay, so I've been a nurse, a registered nurse for 20, coming up on 25 years. And 25 years ago, even though I was already doing this stuff, um, you didn't hear about it. If you if I spoke to my one of the doctors I worked with about it, and I, my discipline was emergency room trauma. So if I spoke to one of the doctors I worked with to talk, you know, about it, they'd look at me, girl, like I was crazy, like I was from another planet. Like, oh no, that's that's <laughs> yeah. completely, there's no scientific base behind that, and blah 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 blah. Even though it's been in existence for way longer than Western medicine, they would say there's no scientific base. But yeah, there's a ton of scientific base you know, uh, information about the healing methods of all these alternative me- um, methods to, to health and well-being. Now, but as as the years gone on, people have become more open, and they realize, some of these physicians, that I'm treating signs and symptoms. It's not really helping people to feel healthy and well. I'm not really helping them to be healthy and well. I'm just treating their signs and symptoms so they can maintain. And what kind of life is that when you just go about maintaining an illness and disease instead of trying to eradicate the illness and disease. So you see a lot of people going into integrative medicine, which is basically a you know holistic form and incorporating that into their Western medicine practice. And uh, it, it's beautiful because, like I said, I was doing this 25 years ago in the emergency room with my patients. I'd have five people having a heart attack, and I'd have each one of them doing something different, and I could watch the subtle changes or major changes that would happen, like such as they, their pain would decrease, they wouldn't need that much morphine. Uh, I could see their electrocardiac monitor rhythm strips change. Uh, they felt relaxed. They, I had patients come in and tell me that what I did for them at the time I treated them, um, and they would call it that woo-woo stuff, really, really changed their life and the way they thought about their health and well-being. And I thought that was the biggest compliment because it wasn't the Western medicine that was doing it. It was this, you know, this holistic medicine that I was practicing Um that was helping them to feel better and helping them to realize that they could feel better outside of the scope of Western medicine. So it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to see uh, other doctors and stuff starting to really embrace, you know, embrace the, right. the you know what I'm trying to say, the inter- integrative medicine right. practice. Right, and I'm glad because I'm sure they would have had this years ago, a lot of our grandmothers and great-grandfathers would have been better off because, I mean, there were no antibiotics Back then, people didn't know what to actually do. Everybody was confused. I don't know what to do for this illness. What is this? I don't know which way to go. But where do you actually see the U.S. on the move towards alternative and complementary medicine? Because I don't think the United States have really hinged on to this. You know, I, I think it's going to be a slow-growing trend. And and right. I, you, you said a really good point. You made a good statement. I just want to re- 
get people's mind wrapped around that, the, the, your listeners. When we came to this country, or let me rephrase that, <laughs> when we were brought to this country, we right. were practicing natural and holistic medicine in our motherland, okay? So many people that migrate to America from other areas practice natural and holistic medicine, but then they get here and they're frowned upon because they're doing something that's not the Western way, okay? So um, it is natural for us to practice this, and you're right, if a lot of people would have embraced it back in the day, we probably would have had a lot of our grandmothers and grandfathers, you know, that would have been able to live a longer and healthier life because those that were treating them would have been open to it and and they would have probably been healed because all medicine comes from plants. All of it comes from plants. It's just the pharmaceutical industry takes it and changes the chemical compositions and all that and makes whatever they need to do to do whatever they're trying to push. Um, but all medicine originates from the plants. It's just you got to be you just have to open up and, and be aware of what what God has provided here for us naturally. Um, so that's my soap get you know getting off my soapbox. But with regards to what was your question again? I'm sorry, I just had to make that oh, point because no. it, you know it's like I, I we do it. No, we do it. Ashley Rochelle, you did answer my question. You did okay. answer it because the question was about um, where do you see the U.S. on the move towards alternative and complementary medicine? Of course, you said that you think it's going to be very slow because people are skeptical; they don't want to try it. People want to go to the doctor. I'm the kind I do want to go to the doctor, but I'm still open minded. I have no problem with the giving natural herbs a try because obviously it works for most people. But I think you also have to believe in it. If you're skeptical, then it might not work. Exactly. And that's the same thing with, um, you know, if you take a prescription, if you take your high blood pressure medication or, you know, your medication for diabetes or whatever, if you don't believe it's going to work, it ain't going to work. You know, that's with anything. Um, you know, if you don't, if you don't change some of your behavior, and that's with natural or Western medicine, it ain't going to work, you know. So, you know, some people exactly. say, well, I tried natural way, and it didn't work for me. Well, what did you stop doing? It not work. Stop... Right. Did you stop drinking? Did you believe it was going to work? Did you continue, right. you know, right. they're like, no, I didn't do it. I'm, you know, it didn't. Well, okay, you can't continue your bad behavior and think that it's going to work like that because it's not going to treat your signs and symptoms. It's subtle and it takes a little bit longer. You didn't manifest the disease overnight, so why would you think that it's going to go away overnight by trying a natural method, you know? Um, but, again, it's because we get caught up in the treatment of the signs and symptoms, and if a person right. has the signs right. and symptoms relieved, they think they're being healed. And actuality, they're not. Let me share the quick story with you because this just happened in my life this week. Okay, so my stepfather went to the hospital um, having shortness of breath and his heart, his heart, his blood pressure was low and his heart rate was very, very high. And they were trying to you know, do all the stuff to get him regulated basically. And, he, and, he's, and he's a pretty young dude. So he comes home and he sends me this text yesterday, just yesterday. And he's like, I'm home. And I'm like, okay, good, big daddy. How you feeling? And he's like, yeah, he goes, oh, my blood pressure is this. And at rate is this and everything was normal. And I said, and he said, oh, thank God. And I'm like, oh, great, you know, great. And then I said, well, what medications did you put, put the, did they put you on? And he came back and told me seven medications. This man went from taking no medications to seven medications. Now the medications are very, very, um, you know, very potent medications. 
but they're not going to heal his problem with his heart. They're just to keep his signs and symptoms in check so that he can go and live in a somewhat okay life. But when I look at the medications and I know what they are, I'm like, as he progresses and gets older, these medications going to take a toll on him and start affecting other areas of his life. Now I said, did you? Mm-hmm. I said, did they give you a diet to work on? Or he's like, no, they just told me to cut back. Oh, he's a big dude. So what I'm saying is, you know, here he goes to the hospital with this problem. He gets these seven medications and thinks he's healed and going to be okay. But no one ever talks to him about changing his what he eats or his lifestyle, the way he do things that will work in formulation to help the medications be more effective and maybe help him to get off of some of those medications. You see what I'm saying? So that's the mindset that we're kind of wrapped up in um, in America. It's like, he thinks he he think God healed him. I'm like, no, God didn't heal you. You got seven medications, very high potent medications that's working on you. And you know <laughs> So it's just like I like to enlighten people and think and let them know that, you know, come on you guys. Um, there's so much out there that's so good for you. But if you're looking for Western medicine to heal you, it's not because we don't have a health care uh, system in America. We have a sick care system in America. And um, it's based to treat your signs and symptoms. You know, medicine is a multi-trillion dollar industry, and the pharmaceutical industry is a multi-trillion dollar industry. Just my stepfather coming home with seven medications, um, and they are not looking to cure because there's no money in the cure. So as long as they can get you thinking and have you thinking that by giving you these seven medications that they're curing you, you get tricked into the mindset and you fall into cue. And if you just take a step back and look at, you know, healing energy, your quantum energy being healed, you know, maybe a little bit of detoxification, utilization of herbs, essential oils, all the natural things that will help you to eliminate the problem, um, you may be in for a rude awakening when you find out that the way you thought things were supposed to be and what they were doing for you is really not the case. So Right, right. Right. They don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that. And some of them, the pharmaceutical companies, pay these doctors to give out this medicine for you. Hello? Simply and, uh, uh, Rochelle? Yes. Okay. I thought yeah. that we had got cut off. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, but you're, you're so right because, and I'm not right. down in Western medicine. I'm not down in, you know, that because that's just the way it is. We're not, but what I'm trying to do is bring awareness and enlightenment. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's why that's why our grandmothers and grandpas didn't get sick. See, they didn't know mm-hmm. nothing else but the natural stuff. Our grandparents didn't know nothing else but to miss this little bit, miss that little bit, and your tummy ate gone. But see now yeah. nowadays what what we do? We send our children right to the hospital. They go to the doctor for every little thing. Come out. They just go to the doctor. Our grandparents you didn't even go to the doctor with my mom. It was no doctor. No, you stayed at home <laughs> got healed. Right, it wasn't no doctor. They were the doctor. Girl, <laughs> like you said, run here. It's so true because I'm laughing because I'm, laugh. I'm like, you know, you got a stomach ache. My grandmother would make me some ginger tea and tell me sit my butt right. down. Drink this tea, sit your butt down, and I would feel better, right? You know. Hospital for what? Y'all, you better go on in there and drink this. Drink it. You didn't even know what it was. So it is stink. It had the worst taste ever. you like, you want me to, child, you going to drink that? It's going to make you feel better in the morning, child. I'm telling you, yep. this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> You're always so right, but how do we get away from that? You know, that's what I'm saying. Okay. How do we get away okay. from that? Tech, tech, 
technology. Technology has weaned us away, and I was talking about that today, because I know you talk about detoxification as well as detoxing. Um, you don't always need to detox if we eat properly, and we don't eat properly because we have weaned away from that. What woman do you mostly know now sits down and actually cooks? Because women are right. out in the field. We're working. We're working. Years ago, women didn't work. The man worked. But we're doing the right. actual work, so we don't have time. We pop it in a microwave, pop, bam, it's out. And bring it back to the fact about the bring it back to the fact about doctors. You know, I was listening to Good Morning America. They they have this flu vaccination. Children are still getting sick. Doctors don't have a clue. So what that tells you, doctors still can't tell us definitely how to stay well. They don't they don't know. They don't know. So what what are we gonna do? We might as well go to this alternative and stop running away from it. Because if they don't have a clue, so why are we still getting sick and you give my child flu vaccination, then I'm really feeling helpless now. <laughs> you don't have a clue and you do not know. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And I'm one of those people that I don't I don't particularly believe in the flu vaccine. So I don't get it. I've never oh. gotten it. And I don't get sick. I I put it in my head, my mindset, my whole being, all my little cells, I do not get sick. And the reason being, I don't want to be like real controversial or anything, but I always go back to the Tuskegee experiment and uh um, right, right. you know you know, it's you know, if if people do a little bit more research about the flu vaccine, they'll find out that it really is mm. they guess because Western medicine is all about guessing. They don't know. They're guessing, right? Wow. Uh, and so they guess, okay, we think this flu is going to be prevalent or these flus are going to be prevalent this year. And so you have people that go and get the flu vaccine because it's being pushed like, I hate to say it, but it's being pushed like drugs on the streets. Uh-huh. And um, it's got all these people buying into it. And then, you know, a lot of them still get sick. And they're like, well, I got the flu vaccine. It's like, well, yeah, that, that vaccine is only tr- you know, for this one particular kind of flu, say the the, the mouse flu, oh, but however, if bird flu comes in, that vaccine ain't going to take care of the bird flu or the fly flu or the bee flu. Wow. It only takes care of that Dang, one particular it. flu that they think was going to be prevalent this year. So You are making um, valid points, too, Michelle. You sure uh, are, because my coworker was saying that she doesn't do that. And, you know, that's why, what's his name? Um, oh, he always played with Adam Sattler on his movies, but State Farm took the commercial off. Because Robert, I think it was Robert Snyder, I think. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Um, they took off the commercial. They took him off because he doesn't believe in vaccinations, and they said they didn't want uh, anyone who doesn't believe in vaccination to be part of their company commercial. So that, that's the reason, because he was another. He said he don't believe in that. Mm-mm. There's a lot of people who don't. They go right along with your idea, Rochelle. I put it I put it in the hands of the law, and I think that's, I mean, that would be kind of hard. I, I mean, I, I put everything in God's hands, but I don't know, right. you know, because, well, my children haven't got any flu vaccination just yet. I was going to take them to the doctor. But it's kind of hard. Like, I don't know if I want to do that for my girls. Like, should I play, play that with them out, not giving it to them? Because I'm, I'm confused. They're my first, and I want to make sure I do everything right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I understand. Uh-oh. Should I lose you? Yeah, but I definitely don't. I definitely do not have a problem with the natural necessities out here. I mean, they look like they'll work better than you going to the doctor and you spend the arm and leg on medication that uh, you could have probably saved a whole lot of trouble just mixing up some good old herbs and everything. But Rochelle, yep. how did how did you really start practicing Ayurveda, and what made you want to learn about it? Okay, so I have this 
uh, I had a 17-year journey where I suffered from a medical condition that could not okay. be diagnosed, okay? And um, and it started when I was eight years old, and uh, over the period of time, I would go back to my grandmother because she would make me, like I said, make me a ginger tea and tell me to sit my butt down. <laughs> but um, but uh, it, it worked. It would, you know, would ease my abdominal discomfort that I was having. And I went to grow a gang, a gang, as we say on the on the streets, right? A gang of doctors. So I went to probably over a hundred doctors um, over the course of the seventeen years, and they couldn't diagnose me with what I had, but they were so quick to give me a prescription. And um, and so over the course of the years, as I grew up, I you know I was a a, a straight A student, I was an athlete, highly competitive, type A personality, and uh, I just as I got older, the abdominal discomfort got worse and worse. It was coming more frequently, and I was always trying to feel better. Everybody thought I looked great. They they wouldn't be able to tell, but I never, I, I mean, every day was like, okay, I'm going to have a problem in the day or not, and it just got to be, you know, more and more frequently as I got older and more and more intense. And so over the course of the, the, that journey, I started doing, like, eating right. I don't I haven't eaten fast food in, I can't even remember, probably since I was a kid. Um, I, you know, would, you know, do, I started meditating because I had, like, type A personality issues, very controlling, so I needed to calm, get that in check. I um, I started getting massages when I got older and when I was in college because I just wanted to, I just was trying to do whatever I did to feel good. And I was always playing with herbs because what my grandmother made for me, she would share other things, other little, you know, recipes and stuff with me, and I would always use them. And they would make me feel better, but it was just, you know, it was just a little temporary thing because I really did have a problem, and I, and he, and I didn't know what the problem right. was. And then when I got to be 25, um, I was I was at wit's end. Um, I came, my husband came home and found me balled up on the floor crying because I was in excruciating abdominal discomfort. And he said, this is it, this is enough. And I said, well, I'm not going to the doctor because I've been going to the doctor all these years, and they they don't know what I have, and I'm just tired of it. I'm just tired of feeling like this. I'm tired of waking up, you know, not knowing if I could eat spaghetti today or not because, you know, just, just stuff. And so I was meditating, and um, God, God is such a beautiful, just God is so beautiful. He gave yes, me he basically. He he just gave me a formulation. It was everything that I had been doing over the course of those years that I just was doing it. I wasn't doing it in any, in any regularity or any formulation. It was just stuff that I would do when I thought I was going to feel bad or, you know, try to prevent me from feeling bad. He gave me this formula, and he, and he basically said, if you follow this formula, you will be healed. And I'm, you know, I'm like looking around, like, dang, is this real for real? You know, because I'm meditating. I'm like, is this me talking to myself, or is this God? Is it the angels? Who is it, right? And um, and so I'm like, okay, because I was at my wit's end, I tried it. I just wrote it down what um he told me in my meditation, and I did it. And in nine months, after suffering for 17 years, I was completely healed. No, amen. Medication. And um and it was like beautiful. Then God told me, Well, you need to share this with people. So by this time I was already a nurse. So that's when I started doing stuff with my patients, little stuff. Right. Long story short, I wanted to go back to school because all my doctors that I worked with said, You need to you should be a physician. You're so good. You can diagnose people, you know what's going on with people. And I am, I'm really intuitive. I, I can look at people and tell what they have, if they have a terminal illness, all that kind of stuff. I just think it's a gift from God, right? And so I um I was looking at, okay, I want to go back to school, become a doctor, but I didn't want to do all that stuff. I didn't want to jump through all those hoops and all that kind of stuff. 
and I came across Ayurveda. I'm like, oh, what's this? I started reading about it, and, girl, it was exactly what I had been doing all those years, but it was the scientific base behind why things worked and why these certain herbs worked. And and so I enrolled in a program and got my master's degree in it, and it just, and and it took off, you know, since I was already a nurse, that got right. a master's degree, I became that holistic nurse practitioner, and that's how um, I came to be, uh, you know, as people like to call me, the wellness architect, because I do design specific wellness plans <laughs> for, um, right. you know, for people that are looking to feel better, and that and that's pretty much my story. Right, and I was just thinking about the fact when you said how you got sick. It's- it is, and it still goes back to 1900s, early 1900s with our parents. You know, see, that food came from farms and small markets. Um, food preservatives were not widely used yet. Food was fresh. Your, your parents, exactly. you didn't have to play. And see, back then, our grandparents, them, them elderly, they didn't play like we play with our bodies, all this. Let me do a diet one minute. Hold on. Let me, let me see if I'm going to eat. No, they ate when food was available. They ate. They weren't done all that. They weren't, oh, I'm not going to eat that because it got too much fat on it. And see, that's the problem. See, they cooked at home. They weren't no going out. Um, They didn't eat all this stabilizer and this sickness, and they ate the whole animal, baby, the whole animal. They ate. That's where all that, that's where all that steaming and pork and stuff, when they was in the ditch, they were they would steam their pork, fire roasted up. All that's all that's old. They, that's why they didn't get sick like we do now. We're so much into oh, I don't want to eat this, I don't want to eat that. You know, sometimes I get even tired of myself when I think about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna leave this world one way or the other, and I'm not gonna sit up here starving, eat no crazy sandwiches, and drinking a bottle of water. Right. <laughs> Either way, you you getting up out of here, you can sit down and say, oh, I'm the healthy person. You going regardless if you die of old age or not. You you going up out of here and it don't matter how healthy you prefer that you think you want to be, but it just, it, it gets me though sometimes and it's amazing because our generation have changed. We think about our figure, we think about the way we look, uh, the media right. part on. These folks didn't care. They was like honey badgers. They didn't care. They didn't give a oop. They ate what they ate and it was available. They ate them pig guts and everything because that what was available. But now we be right. too good. Uh, I can't. I can't eat all that. I can't eat no chitlins and all that honey boo. If you put a plate, if you put a plate of chitlins in front of me, I, I sure will eat them. I just cook like, oh, I didn't say pay the plate. Give me some chitlins and some hot sauce and 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 some cornbread. Right. It's on. <laughs> you hear me? It's right. on. I just right. my hot sauce, maybe a little bit of onions, but it is on. But you're you're absolutely right. right. Back in the day, you know, they had gardens and chickens right. and all the farm animals. Exactly. It was really organic, right? They want, you know, go, right. go, 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 Exactly. Everything is filled with pesticides, and they've, cha- they've right. done genetic modification with our food. So you think you're eating something, and it's been modified, and it's, 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 it, you know, it's, it's a mess. It's really a mess. Right. It's, they, and they didn't do like us. They didn't spend no time all on the phone and computers. They stayed outside. That's what you because they, they didn't have the choice to stay inside and do like we did. They were outside, that good old mother nature that we need to get back to, and we have lost sight of that. Our world is just full of technology now. Everything has to be quick in a hurry. I need this burger in five seconds. I don't want to take time to do anything no more. So what life is all about now. It's fast-paced, and it's, it's really sad. And that's, I think that deteriorates on your health, too, because 
Oh, you're not having time to breathe. You're not relaxed. That's why. That's where the stress comes in. It. I'm stressed. I got to get this done. If I don't get it done, oh, life is over. So yeah, all that comes in. But we're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to come back with the queen of fabulous because we want you to stay fabulous. We want you to stay healthy. So just take a breath. Take a breather right now because we'll be right back with Rochelle. There's only one station that will keep you happy. Blog Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place, and how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Art Council. That's right, we are feeling good and we're rocking it up with Cheryl Lawson. We've been talking about the alternatives to the Western tradition that we're used to. So I hope that you hop on this boat with us. Do still call in at 347-426-3751 because we're talking to the Queen of Fabulous. And of course, she does have her own show out. So I hope that we'll be able to catch that too and we'll give you that information as well. So, Rochelle, give um, when a how do you make holistic health so simple, easy, and effective for your clients? Okay. So first of all, um, when someone comes to me, I, ha- I I do an assessment on them, and I figure out what their body type is. In an Ayurveda, like I said, there's three main body types. Um, uh, they're called um, doshas, and it's your dosha that determines, you know, what your state of being is. So that's that's what the, that's what's determined um, at the moment of conception when the sperm meets the egg and they decide to create a beautiful baby. Um, once I know what your dosha is, then I can control um, your well-being around what your dosha is, what your true natural state is. So I ask a bunch of questions about what's going on with you, what your problems is, you know, how you okay. eat and how you sleep and how your sex is, all of that because that plays an <laughs> important role in your health and well-being. Mm-hmm. And then once we have the information, I discuss with the individual, you know, what's your priority? Because there, there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out of that, right? And so it's like, okay, you got all this going on. What's your number one priority right now? Let's tackle that. And then I create a customized wellness plan for them 
based on what their priority is, that fits with restoring balance back into their dosha or their natural body constitution, their natural state. And, um, you know, it, it encompasses a, a variety of things. They may, they may need to detoxify. They may need to detoxify before they start the wellness plan. They may, they may not need detoxification. They may need, re, need rejuvenation. Their body may need to be rejuvenated because it's so stressed and worn down. Right. And, and right. just, you know, they need to be um, basically uh, have a little vitality injected back into them so that they can start their wellness plan. Um, it may include um, some body therapies. It may include the utilization of herbs specifically for what their, you know, the priority is in, in restoring balance and back into their mind and their body, um, meditation, lifestyle changes, eating, the specific foods that each dosha type needs to eat and that they need to stay away from that's not really beneficial to their bodies. And then also, I, if they want to take it really deep, I can do what, um, here we go, with using this technology, but it's wonderful. I can do a really deep uh, scan and tell them exactly what they're taking in that is not good for their body and how it is affecting Hmm. the organs within their body. And this opens up a gateway of information. It blows people's mind because it is really in-depth and it's really concise, and it's not what you're going to get in your 15- or 20-minute visit with your physician. Um, and it's wow. very customized and unique to them and their needs. And so um, people love it. I mean, people come to me with they're stressed or they have anger management issues, that, and the anger management issues have curtailed into manifesting as illness in their body, such as, you know, high blood pressure, uh, you know, cardiac problems, and things, you know, just all kind of stuff. And it's like, let's tackle that. And when we tackle that and get that under control, everything else will start to fall in line. So, um, you know, that's what I do, and I love doing it. I love seeing people come to me, and and, and some people come to me very skeptical, but they know that it's it's like I'm like their last resort. They're just tired of trying all the other stuff that just haven't been working. And they come to me, and they might be a little skeptical. But the beauty of it is if you do what I tell you to do and you do the work, Seeing these people that were so skeptical or somewhat skeptical, seeing them go through the transformation of being healed or feeling better or just having that oomph um, that they lost long ago, seeing that and that look on their face and their face and everything changes when they start feeling better is so beautiful. That's my reward because it's like, look at how you look in the mirror now. It's I can so feel it coming from you. I can feel that positive energy coming from you. You're getting overwhelmed now just knowing the joy that you bring to people's lives. And just listening to it, if they really follow these holistic health principles, there is, it is a chance that they can improve their health as a result of uh, sustainable. Yes. And, it's, and and they can do it successfully, and that's what I'm here to help people. You know, know that you can do this successfully. I will help you and guide you. I, though, can't do the work for you. So if you think that I'm going to give you this stuff and it sounds good, but if you ain't really willing to do the work, that's what anything in life, if you're not really willing to do the work, it ain't going to work. I tell people, I say, you know, you we got some of the greatest athletes in the world. We have Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, you know, um, a, a, a right. phenomenal right. amount of athletes, right? That are just yeah, the they bomb. They never set down to practice. They wouldn't be good right. as they are if, if they like, don't practice. practice. Exactly. Ball, he never be. Able, he would never be where he's at today. Hello, hello. hello. Exactly. They don't practice the practice. Got to practice. You do. Now, getting back to Ayurveda. Now, Ayurveda says that a poor digestion is the root cause of many diseases. How? 
However, you know, modern doctors rarely ask about the diet and digestion. Why is digestion so important in Ayurveda? So, again, going to the foundation of what we're talking about, the food. So when you what the, the food you take in is the building mm-hmm. blocks for your sustainability of your body, of all the operations. You, okay. you think of your body as a multi, multi-conglomerate corporation, right? You got all these different yes. departments or uh, divisions within your body, like a corporation. And if you take in a bad seed, if you have a, a president um, that is uh, the president of a division and that division is doing bad, it's going to affect every other every other part of your body. Same thing with the right. food. If, if you take in good, nourishing, wholesome food, remember food is the building block of all your cells and all your cellular energy. So it's very important to take in good food because when you digest the food, that becomes where your, that becomes the foundation of where your energy comes from, mm-hmm. how um, your body functions and operates. If you take in bad food, you still have energy. But over time, what happens is that bad flu creates toxins within your body that slows down the body processes that doesn't allow the, quote, unquote, divisions or systems in your body to operate optimally. So the important thing with Ayurveda is, with regards to food and eating is, food is our medicine. It's the first medicine that we should be thinking about. Michelle, you like you took the words right out of my mouth. I promise I'm going to make sure. Food with the mouth thing. That's why... That's why when our elders got sick, that's what they did. They probably didn't realize it years ago, but the food was the medicine. They didn't call. They didn't have the doctors on those speed dials. They only called the doctors. They, doctors back then was just safe for that accidental injury and life-threatening illness. But back then, that's what they right. They ate the sick, the broth, and got lots of rest. That's what they did. She took the words right in my mouth. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yep. And that's how Ayurveda believes food is is medicine. It's the it's the first medicine. So that's why it's so important to take in the best food that you possibly can afford, and to eat the foods that's specifically right for your body type. For instance, like me, I'm a what we call pitta. So the three the three body types are pitta, tapa, and vata. I'm a pitta, which means I'm full of fire. I have the qualities of fire. So when you think of fire, I'm hot. That's why I get you know I have the type A personality. Ooh, yeah. You know, competitive and all that drive, drive, go, 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 right? But um, because I'm internally hot and fiery, girl, I should not be eating hot food because hot and hot creates more heat, which is going to cause my body and my cells to overheat, and they're not going to operate optimally. Okay, so and, and and you always love the stuff that ain't good for you. It's like you always love a man that ain't good for you, right? Right. I had to put that in there. I had to put that in there. You know, we've all had those experiences where you know that fella wasn't good for you, but God dang it, he was ooh so good for you, right? So um, you always love stuff. <laughs> you always love stuff that's not good for you, but if you don't know it's not good for you then you continue to do it. Like when I had the suffering from the ulcer that actually became a bleeding ulcer, that's what my medical condition was. I didn't, when I was eating, I was craving all the stuff that was bad for me, hot food, you know, spicy food, you know, and, and mm. then I, you know, was wondering why I was always feeling sick until I realized what I was, and it's was like, oh, okay. Now, I still do eat, you know, some spicy food, like I just said, chitlins with my hot sauce, right? But I know what to do to keep it in balance so that my body doesn't become internally overheated and it affects the cellular digestive processes with the metabolism of, of food that I take in. So, again, food is, is medicine. You need to treat it like medicine. That's why I don't eat fast food because if you start, if you really think about some of those fast food and what they have in it, you will be sick. You will not want to eat it. So um, 
I just say, just put the best in your body that you can be. If you're driving a nice Maserati, you're not going to put cheap gas in it. You're going to put expensive. You're going to put the best gas you possibly can in your Maserati because you want that baby to hum because you done spent a lot of money. The thing people forget is that their health and well-being is the greatest asset that we have here while we're living. It's the greatest asset. And Why? we need to treat ourselves and our body like that brand-new Maserati. Um, actually, we need to treat ourselves and our bodies better than that brand new right. Maserati. And see, see people forget. Right, right. And, yes, and exactly. Watch, and after watching how a Camaro was made, I even appreciate a car now because I was like, that car took 18 hours to be made by human beings and robotic hands as well. But it took 18 <laughs> hours, and you have the nerve to have your car dirty. No, understand. <laughs> so, so that's how you feel about your body. It took your mother nine. Probably nine good hours to perk you on out with the adding on with the nine months that she had to take, and you treat your body any kind of way. You need your blood work. Right. Exactly. Right. Now, Rochelle, are you into now? You're into meditation, or um, is it the same as transcendental meditation as well? Well, I'm a um, certified meditation specialist, and so it's um, it encompasses all you know mindful meditation, um, transcendental okay. meditation, all of that. Uh, I just I just you know I just teach people. I want to keep it simple because the thing the, oh, here's another key. I want to share with the listeners: if you don't keep it simple, you ain't gonna do it. It's just simple. and I don't care if a doctor gives you something to do or your mama or your grandmama or whoever. If it's not something simple that you can easily incorporate into your life, you're not gonna do it. it, it, it that's just oh. the bottom line. Okay. That's so what I should do with meditation is um, I keep it simple. You know, some people are like, well, you gotta meditate for thirty minutes twice a day, blah blah blah, an hour. No, you don't. <laughs> you can be you can meditate when you're sitting on the toilet in the morning for five, two, three, whatever minutes, right, to get your day started. You can meditate when you're brushing your teeth. You know, it doesn't. Ha- it, it can be simple little things. Take a minute or two. If you want to do it longer, it's great because it's really it it really is beneficial to your body and it does add. Um, time onto your life here on earth. It really, really does. But you don't need to make it complex. You don't need to make it complicated. You can put on your favorite song. I love me some hip hop and rap. And you can put on some Drake uh-huh. if that's uh-huh. how you want to roll and meditate with some Drake on, okay? Singing that tune right. or whatever, that's a form of meditation because what it does, it sends a, a different vibratory response that happens in your body that sets the energy channels going and allows things to flow. And and that's and it takes you away from the the crap that may be surrounding you in your day, and gives you a moment just to have a little bit of break and a little bit of peace and a little bit of restoration, and then you can go forth in your day. But it does not have to be complicated, and you don't have to and you don't have to do it for a very long time for it to be beneficial. Right. So you know, so meditation it relieves the suffering caused by various diseases. But what about prevention? Does regular practice of transcendental meditation avoid falling ill in the first place yeah you know i um i meditate every day and um and if i don't meditate i still feel good and all that um but it it, it just seems like there's a little piece missing and with the transcendental meditation you know that one it seems to be a little bit more um i don't want to say regimented but that's probably the correct word to use um but if that's not right for you, you don't have to you don't have to do that. You know, there's so many different forms of meditation. There's walking meditation. There's you know, there's so many things. You can take a minute out the day and just be silent and that's a form of meditation. You can take 
five minutes to go outside and take a walk. That's a form of meditation, just by paying attention to what's going on in nature or how you feel when you get out. You know, so, again, I don't want to get, I don't want people to think they need to get caught up in a specific type of meditation for it to be beneficial. Um, there's so many things that you can do that are simple, easy to do, and that will still be really beneficial to you on your path to well-being. Right, right. And I do understand that you're not forcing nobody and you're just giving them your advice, which is a helpful advice. It's very inspiring. Now you know I'm I am learning I'm hearing it is good to snack two two to three hours between meals. That's what I'm learning. But Ayurveda says that snacking is not healthy and advises to stick to three complete meals a day. Why is snacking bad according to Ayurveda? Okay, so this is what happens. So, um first of all, you know, if you eat really three good meals a day, really good three healthy meals a day um, you are giving your body the nourishment that it needs. And to make lunch your biggest meal of the day is the best thing. We tend to make dinner our biggest meal of the day, but if you make switch and make lunch your best meal, the biggest meal of the day, um, that's going to be really beneficial because that's when your energy and your fire and your digestive tract that needs to be up to digest that food you take in, that's when it's going to be the highest and the optimal and it's going to burn effectively so that your body can utilize it effectively. When you snack, you keep that fire in the digestive tract always burning um, at a high rate. And eventually what happens is because it's, it's, because it's burning at a high rate, your food does not get digestive and broken down properly. So then that leads to what we call ama or toxins that set up in the colon. So you have pieces of undigested food sitting in your colon that, you know, petrifies and um, and, you know, becomes nasty and sets up um, toxins that get absorbed back into the bloodstream. So that's why it says in Ayurveda that it's not good to to eat, to snack in between meals. Um, If you want a snack, you know, do something healthy like almonds or, uh, you know, Raisins, almonds are so almonds are so beneficial for everybody. Every tissue in your body is so good, and not fattening. They're just so good, and the, and the fat in the almonds is good fat. Um, but I want to give an analogy real quick. It's like having a fire burning, and you just keep throwing fire. You just keep throwing logs on the fire, even though that that one big log you put in there hasn't burned out. But you throw another one in there, and that one looks like it burns down a little bit, and you throw another one, and then at the end of the night. When the fire is out, you notice you got these pieces of firewood in the fireplace that did not burn, even though you had this fire burning. That's kind of how it is when you snack. You got pieces of undigested food that sits in your colon and um, sets up these toxins that causes problems with your health and well-being. So that's why Ayurveda and Ayurveda they don't rec- you know it's not recommended to snack because you keep your digestive fire burning and it doesn't it doesn't you would think it would burn optimally but it doesn't it actually um counter it counteracts that and it allows it not to burn optimally so you don't get all the nutrients that you're taking in okay see that's even better advice now also you have this book out intro to holistic health ayurveda style tell us what is all this that we will find in this book Okay, so that is my first book. It came out um, in 2009. It was just simple, a little simple compilation. And in it is just really, it's a little tiny book that you can carry in your purse, your backpack, you know, 
in your car, wherever. And I say it's like a little handbook because it really does. It's a really nice introduction. It tells you about the three body types, um, gives you a little scenario what you know what might possibly be your body type. Um, just kind of you know some information, gives you tips on what to eat, you know for a particular body type, things you can do with regards to lifestyle, you know just all kind of little things that you can do to begin. Um, Solidifying Your Introduction into Holistic Well-Being. And um, it's a great little book. Um, happy to send it out to people if they want an e-book copy of it. Um, but the, like I said, that was my first book. And since then I've ha- had three other books that have been written um, that one of oh, them okay, has let okay. me become an uh, international best-selling author this year. So I'm so so pleased with that. But in the other books I talk about, um, you know, perseverance, because in order to be successful in anything, as you know, Technisha, you gotta you gotta persevere. And the and the tips I give is you can take these tips be to incorporate perseverance into your life, into any aspect, whether it's your health and well being, your career, your family, your relationships, your love life, whatever. Um, and uh, and then I also talk about the spiritual component of using what I call blissful wisdom, and it's something that my grandmother taught me when I was a very little girl because I had this, these. As you know, we like to say in our in our culture, these gifts had these gifts, um, like me being able to see when people were ill. I've seen this since I was a little little girl, um, and so I call it um, what my grandmother called it was blissful wisdom, and it really is tapping into that spiritual component, which is the third aspect of Ayurveda that allows you to uh, to get information from the divine source that never ever ever leads you astray. You just got to know how to do it. You got to know that you can do it, and it's easy to do, and I can show you how to do it. Um, and it will have profound changes in your life. No matter how you choose to use it, you know, it will it will definitely make profound changes in your life, and, and particularly your health and well-being. Well, like the song say, I know a place ain't nobody crying. Just take her. Never <laughs> that leads you the way, I'm telling you. <laughs> But Rochelle, yes, yes. The, the question for all of us, because if if no one knows, um, Rochelle is also a guest writer for SupermomCEO.com blog and a contributing article writer for the international magazine, Sybil, um, S-I-B-Y-L. And all the questions that most of us mothers probably have, how can we bring more balance into our life and have less stress, Rochelle? Because that's sometimes, it's so hard. I'm hearing all these good tips on holistic, but we need help. We do. We need help to balance everything. I mean, before we throw our kids somewhere else that we don't want them, you know, I try to be, I don't want to end up hurting them. You know, I try to be comfortable. <laughs> sit down, you know, you be one time, sit on, sit on down now. Mom's trying to rest. I'm, I'm asking you nicely. I act like it's going one way out of the other. But, you know, it brought me back to that point when you said that, if if it feels like it's too much, they won't do it. That's probably right. why their room don't stay clean because it's just too much. Because I I be wondering why when I ask you clean your room, it goes right back looking like the same way that we started off from. The reason why I told you clean in the first place. So. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, that's, you know that's so funny because my kids are grown, girl. I have I have I have grown kids and I have five grandkids, and so um, it, it, it's just funny because I think back with my the two younger ones who are um, my my daughter is going to be twenty one this month, and and then my youngest son oh, you is, is twenty four. And um and it's so funny because I'm like I used to I'm like boy did I tell you. 
I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna knock you in your head if you don't clean up this Why? room. You be done. <laughs> And it would be like, and then it would like, I would say, I'm like, go in there and help him to get it so it's, it's something like he can handle it, right? Just don't let it get out of hand. If you keep it, if you do a little bit every day, it doesn't get so overwhelming. And it's the same thing with your health right. and well being. Oh, if you do a little bit, I tried it. I tried the psychology. I'd be like, clean it. You can find everything. And I'd be like, you know what? This is not, this is not working. The psychology part is not working. So now I got to bring the black mom out of me and be like, get in that you got the room. I said right now before I snap, before I make you fly around it, cause I like the bag, so it don't make no sense. And I'm like, I'm trying. I'm gonna do. I can try hard, Michelle. I've tried so hard, but you know what? It is not a black or white thing. But I am gonna say this. They always used to say, black black parents, we threaten our children. See, white people, they just go ahead and do it. They go and put their child in the river, float them on down. We be set a threat. I'm gonna kill you, and they probably be like, well, I'm still here, mama. I'm still here. You've been threatening me ever since. You've been threatening me about five or six years. I'm still here. I'm still right here. I know my mom can do it. I'm like, but I'm still here. You've been saying that for the longest, that you're going to kill me, but I don't understand. Oh. <laughs> but I'm still cleaning this room. <laughs> I know you heard. I know you heard this one. I know you heard this one. I bought you into this world. I can take you out. You better I'm get saying, your butt there and clean right, up that room. Right. I said it now. I said it now too. I said it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! They start grabbing on though. Like, okay, she keeps saying it, but I was. She's not doing it. Knowing that you're not going to do it, I don't got time to be up in jail with Big Blue and all them whoever else up in jail. But you be saying you want. You want the message to get across to them. I really want you to clean this room, please. Because I promise you, yesterday, all last night, I kept asking. I said, clean the room, clean the room. Because I got twin girls, they're eight. One kept spinning around. I called. I said, okay, I am clean. How you clean it spinning around watching TV? I don't understand how you clean it. You clean it, you cleaning it mentally because you're not cleaning it physically. I have to, and then when you pop them, when you, give them, when you dip them, then they want to start hollering and crying. We right. don't have to get to this if you go ahead and do like I asked you. And I try to I try to say it positively and then the black mom come out of me, I'll be like, Okay, that's it. I gave up now. I'll put the psychology book to the side. Right. I get tired of the psychology book because first of all, you're not even in my house. So how you giving me Right. You Hello. Okay, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna tell you this. Just know that when they get older, when they get grown, they appreciate like it. when they start have when they go to college or whatever it, 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 all that yelling you do and stuff, it kicks in because my son came back from college and he was like, Mom, you were right. And I'm like, oh, about what? Because I'm okay. right about everything. And he was like, you know, know the cleaning of the room and everything. He said, because I, I said, you're living with room, you have a roommate, right? And you don't, you don't like his, you don't like your roommate being dirty. Well, hello, payback is a, you know what, right? All those years right, I was hollering right. in your room. Guess what? Karma's a, you know what? And so now you're dealing with what I was dealing with. Except for you got to live with the person, and I don't have to live with you in your in your room. <laughs> like you, so right. it, it comes right. back. They it comes of, back. They they do. They bring a lot of stress. Sharon can bring a lot of stress. But for sure, before we go. What are some tips that you can give someone like us, mothers out there, where we can balance it? Not so I say, if you having one of those days, and we've all had them, where your kids is getting on your nerve, your husband, your man, your mama, your daddy, whoever is getting on your nerve, oh, Lord, I, take, just take a minute and go outside. If you can go for a walk, you know, do a five, ten-minute walk. 
if you can't go for a walk, just go outside and sit for five or ten minutes and tell them, don't disturb me. And just right. um, get away from touch, sit down on the ground and just let yourself become grounded and get in touch with Mother Nature okay. and God and just listen to, the, listen to nature. Look at nature, you know, um, and and that is the quickest thing you can do to break away from some of the stress in your life. Okay. Um, and, oh. and another thing is with the kids and dealing with just stuff, girl, I go back to Drake or whatever kind of music you like, go ahead, turn that music on and crank it up for three minutes and just dance your behind off. When you finish, Why? you will feel completely relieved, restored, relaxed, all of that. So those are some two quick tips. And, and I have the perfect song for all that, for the stress. She's a maniac. Just start running around the house and figure out what's wrong. What the heck is wrong with mama? She got a problem. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you, after you, you know, after you listen to that song, don't you feel better, though? You feel so much better. I mean, it's like, you know, you can go in and deal with the kids at a different level versus, you know, wanting to kill them, right? It, it's, it's, uh, right. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, and people take music for granted, but it's amazing. Right, it is. I, I'd rather do that besides killing you. But, Rochelle, it's been so much fun. People, make sure you catch her syndicated radio show, Bliss for Living. Check out her book, Intro to Holistic Health, Ayurveda Style. It sounds like Star Wars when I say Ayurveda. It does. It sounds like <laughs> It it does like you want to say take me to your leader or something I don't know but it just got that little strange thing and make sure also check out her blog www.ayurvedahealing.org Rochelle it's been a pleasure it's been so much fun having you on this show I do thank you for this interview and it's been a great talking to you I love it love your southern flavor girl I've had a ball thank you so much <laughs> you're so welcome God bless you Rochelle. Same to you, girl. And if you ever need anything, you know how to connect with me. I sure do. Thank you, love. Okay, have a good one. You too. And before I leave you, audience, I just want to leave you with this truth for the day, as I always do. Allow your noise to guide you to really notice and appreciate the beauty that surrounds you. Like Rochelle said, take five minutes to ten minutes away. Put the kids to the side and let it marinate because we need that. That's what causes stress because we don't take time for ourselves. Also, I understand how some of you can stay so busy that you go through whole days without tuning in to the beauty of nature that surrounds you. You see, yet you do not stop to make a habit of enjoying this simple pleasure. The world of nature enriches your entire being. Nature lifts your spirit, and when you are tired, it will rejuvenate your soul. Make a practice of pausing long enough to look at the sunlight as it falls through the trees. Look at the beauty. Concentrate on the raindrop as it falls through the air. Dedicate an entire day to noticing the beauty in nature. Today and this weekend, take time to notice and appreciate the beauty that surrounds you. Enjoy the day and have lots of fun this weekend appreciating nature. And make sure you catch my girl, Rochelle Marie Lawson, because it's all about looking fabulous, and that's what we want to be. We want to be fabulous and not be looking rugged. So I will stay tuned with you, and I'll see you soon. God bless you, and God bless you too, Rochelle. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye, love. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless.